Hello, good morning, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan or Lana. This week's episode is all about financials and budgeting, specifically in your 20s, and more so targeted towards if maybe you are looking to move out on your own, or you've recently moved out, or maybe you've lived out on your own for a while, and you need some assistance in managing your financials and your budgeting, etc. I would like to preface, I am not a financial advisor. I feel like that's not that shocking. I personally don't like to follow a strict budget as I find that makes me feel really restrictive with money and have a negative mindset with money. And I really like to keep a positive relationship with money. I love to think in abundance. I'm really a firm believer of what I spend will come back to me, the money will flow back to me, it will flow to me, I attract money, like I very much practice those money mantras and I've gotten to the point where I know approximately how much I feel comfortable spending each month outside of my rent and utilities so I don't feel the need to have a very specific to a T, this is what I'm spending on dining out, this is what I'm spending on clothes, activities, etc. each month. That works great for some people. For me, it just fosters a negative and restrictive relationship with money and that stresses me out and doesn't make me feel great. So I personally don't do that. If you're looking for that, this is not the episode for you. I do have a previous episode from probably like two years ago now where we talk a bit more about like having a more structured budget and I'll link that in the show notes for you guys and there's a template there but this is personally going to be what I do and a lot of things that I did at the start of moving out to really just be cautious on what I was spending but maintain a very much healthy relationship with money and continue to foster that mindset. Before we jump into my current faves and the tips and tricks of budgeting and financials in your 20s. I'm super excited about our Hot Girl Sweat event this weekend. I'm excited to see those of you who have gotten tickets this weekend. Please make sure to be on time. I would arrive at least like 15 minutes before. The event starts at 2.15, so please do arrive at 2. If you haven't made a Jaybird account, please make sure to do that to speed up the registration process. And I will be having a second event. It has been confirmed. It will be happening sometime in March. I will share the date closer to and it will be happening at Othership. You guys know I love going to Othership, so just stay tuned for more details. This event will be bigger. Hopefully more of you can make it. And yeah. Okay, current faves. I decided to finally splurge on the Skims cotton jersey long sleeve. And you guys, it is life-changing. It feels incredible. It feels so good. It looks so good. And I was having this issue with a lot of the other shirts that were mostly like a polyester or um, elastane or like, I don't know, some like a non-cotton blend. They would be way too tight under my arms. And I felt like even if I didn't sweat that much, it would smell just like my sweat's reaction with the fabric. And then I would feel so insecure or I'd feel like really sweaty under my arms for no reason. I'm not that sweaty of a gal. And I do not have that issue with the cotton jersey shirts from Skims. I even so loved it so much that I ordered the t-shirt version and really wanted to get it in the light gray, have it in black. But it's so cute. It's so comfy. 
I've got so many compliments on it and I want one in every single color. I want another one. It's so good. They are expensive. It's 94 Canadian, but it really, really, really was worth the splurge. I've also been loving drinking less, drinking less alcohol. I'm not doing dry Jan. I'm not planning on going sober. Have I been sober curious? Yes, but I don't want to cut out alcohol 100%. I do enjoy a nice Bev. I do enjoy getting drunk with my girlfriends on the weekend sometimes, but I've really just been enjoying life sober and being sober for more experiences and hanging out with friends and going on dates sober. I just feel like I have so much more mental clarity. I don't feel sluggish the next day and I feel like my inflammation in my body has gone down so much. Don't get me wrong. Again, I still love my espresso martinis. I love getting a little skinny marg or skinny spicy marg, a little cocktail, getting drunk. It's fun, but I'm just enjoying doing it less and doing more things sober, even if the people around me are drinking. I'm just preferring it so much more at this moment in my life, at this chapter in my life. I've also been loving slowing down. I've spoken about this a bit, but just like slowing down to speed up, slowing down, taking things easy, still being productive, but not trying to rush through everything and just really encouraging myself to be present in the moment, to be present in what I'm doing, to be focused on what I'm doing and to not let my mind wander onto a million different things. Like if I'm recording this podcast, I'm focusing on recording this podcast. If I'm cleaning my apartment, I'm focusing on cleaning my apartment. If I'm reading my book, I'm focusing on reading my book, like really encouraging myself to just like focus on one thing at a time. I have a habit of wanting to do a million one things at once and letting my mind jump and wander from all these different things. And I feel like that sometimes causes unnecessary stress or anxiety or just puts me in a tense state. But by slowing down and just paying closer attention to the task or whatever I'm doing or whatever activity I'm doing or whoever I'm with really has just allowed me to feel so much more calmer, so much clear-minded and gain so much more value from what I'm doing. Let's jump into our tips and tricks. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because you guys are asking me this a lot on my Monday Q&As on my Instagram at Alana Bloomberg if you're not following me there already and I felt like maybe it was time to sit down and just talk about it on the pod because obviously I can only share so much on an Instagram story. I don't want to bore you on there. And I know I would have wanted to know these tips when I was younger, when I was like uncertain of how to like manage finances and whatnot. My number one tip for you is to not live outside of your means. Do not be living paycheck to paycheck. Do not be spending more money than you earn. Really be hyper aware of how much you can actually spend and still have enough money to put aside for savings and investments monthly as much as you can. Even if it's $5 into your savings, even if it's $5 into your investments, really try to do your best to live within your means. Ideally, when we're thinking about gauging how much we can spend on rent, rule of thumb is 20 to 30% of your monthly salary. This is ideally. Obviously, I know the cost of living is really expensive in a lot of places, but biggest, biggest rule, do not live outside of your means just because you have a credit card. And just because that credit card has a credit limit, that is, it may be X amount of money per month, like say it's a lot higher than what you know you're earning per month, does not mean you need to spend it. 
only spend what you have. Do not spend the money you don't have. There is no reason to go into debt unnecessarily. That's just going to cause you stress. It's going to cause you anxiety. It's going to impact your credit score if you can't pay off that credit card. Do not live outside of your means. So many people live outside of their means, and I understand sometimes the circumstances don't allow for it, but I really encourage you to be hyper aware of how much you're spending versus how much you are earning. Be aware of how much money is coming in versus going out each month. Do not live outside of your means. It is not worth it. Spend wisely. Think wisely when spending your money. I heard this on the Skinny Confidential, but the best way to feel rich, no matter what your income is, is choosing to spend your disposable income. So for those who don't know what disposable income is, It's the money you have after your expenses are paid for, the money that's left over. Spend your disposable income on the things that make you feel rich. So for me, I personally love investing in my self-care, in things that make me feel good, on my health, coffee, skincare, experiences. I love dining out. I love going to restaurants and cool bars and cool cafes with my friends. I love having experiences. I love traveling. So When I'm spending my disposable income, I'm spending it on those things because I know those things are going to add value to my life. But again, I'm not spending more than my means. I'm not spending more than I'm earning. Choose to spend money on the things that make you feel rich. I don't care what your friend is doing. I don't care what your mom or dad is doing. Spend your money on the things that make you feel rich, that add value to your life, and spend less on the things that don't. If you don't enjoy going out to the bar and drinking, don't spend money on it or limit the amount. Spend less on that. Say you really enjoy going to workout classes, invest money into that. Obviously, choose the option that's financially suitable for you, but spend money on things that make you feel rich, on things that can add value into your life and really make spending that money worth it as much as you can. Eat 80 to 90% of your meals at home if not more. Plan out your weekly recipes and shop accordingly. Never go to the grocery store without a list or a plan. If you just go to the grocery store and you buy miscellaneous things, you're going to come home and you're going to be like, I have no food to eat. Have a plan. Go on Pinterest. Have a cookbook. Go on Instagram, TikTok, wherever. Find recipes. Write out what you need. It can be a complex recipe. It can be a simple recipe. It could literally just be like chicken, rice, and broccoli. Figure out what recipes you're going to make for the week. Figure out what you want for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks, etc. Write it all out and go to the grocery store. Key tip is leverage frozen fruits and veggies. This will make sure like your fruits and veg will last longer. I know for me, a lot of the time is, especially because I live alone, is I don't always go through all the fruit and veg that I buy and then they go bad and I have to throw it out and I have so much waste and then you're just wasting money and food. But if you buy frozen fruits and veg, sometimes it's more affordable And it's also going to last you longer because it's not going to go bad. And then also for fruits and vegetables, if you shop seasonally, it will be more affordable. Like if you've ever noticed, berries are more expensive in the winter because they're out of season. So buy fruits and veg when they're in season because it will likely be cheaper. Also buy in bulk when you can. So for example, like you can buy chicken in bulk, you can buy eggs in bulk, whatever it is from places like Costco. Really, really helpful and beneficial, especially if you are living with multiple people and you go through certain things fast, buy in bulk if you can, or like even say you really love like nuts and seeds and whatnot, like go to a bulk barn or even at like Whole Foods or 
more like natural grocers they have like you can like just go and like scoop out whatever nuts you want you can make your own almond butter or peanut butter and it's more affordable that way also take advantage of the deals and promos happening in grocery stores or even on uber eats a lot of the times they have promos to get percentages off or and dollar amount off of your groceries so really look for that and same with like instacart and other online delivery services you can also just look in the flyers or look online at your local grocery stores will have the flyers online typically as well when you're shopping in the grocery store i personally like to shop the perimeter of the store typically the items on the shelves so anything processed or packaged are more expensive and marked up items especially if it comes like a health conscious granola or a specialty cereal or something like that they're usually more expensive so I like to get the bulk of my food from the perimeter of the store. So that's like your dairy, your eggs, your meat, your produce, etc. And then I'll get a few items from the aisles. If you're going to eat food of the house, I don't follow this as much anymore. But if you're really trying to be like stingent, or I guess not stingent, but like frugal with your spend. If you've been listening for the pod for a while, you would know that I'm on a mission to learn another language. And that is why I have been using Rosetta Stone. They are one of the most trusted language learning programs available on both desktop and as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. They are a trusted expert for learning languages for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages being offered everything from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Chinese, Japanese, It also has fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone really immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's very intuitive. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's really designed for long-term retention. You're not just going to learn something and then forget it if you're not constantly practicing. What I love is they also have the built-in true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent and you can make sure that you're pronouncing everything as you should. It's very convenient and it has amazing value with a lifetime membership to all 25 languages. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Morning Ray listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Thank you, Rosetta Stone, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. The weather is getting warmer and sometimes life gets busy in the summer months and that is where factors no prep no mess meals come into play meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart protein plus and keto factors fresh never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes so no matter how busy you are you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious great tasting meals Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. 
Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian-approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Head to factormeals.com slash Alana50 and use code Alana50 for 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Alana50 at factormeals.com slash Alana50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, Factor Meals, for sponsoring this week's episode of Morning Ray. Turtles All the Way Down is the acclaimed number one bestseller by John Green, author of Anthropocene Reviewed and The Fault in Our Stars. Turtles All the Way Down is now streaming on Max. NPR called the novel a sometimes heartbreaking, always illuminating glimpse into how it feels to live with mental illness. Azah Holmes never intended to pursue the disappearance of fugitive billionaire Russell Pickett, but there's a $100,000 reward at stake and her best and most fearless friend Daisy is eager to investigate. So together, they navigate the short distance and broad divides that separate them from Pickett's son, Davis. Azah is trying. She is trying to be a good daughter, a good friend, a good student, and maybe even a good detective, while also living within the ever-tightening spiral of her own thoughts. Turtles All the Way Down is a brilliant novel about love, resilience, and the power of lifelong friendship. Buy your copy of Turtles All the Way Down in stores today and catch the movie streaming on Max. Thank you, Turtles All the Way Down, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Ending to limit the amount of takeout that you're getting, only allow yourself to get it if you are going to physically go pick it up, whether you're going to walk or drive there. Make sure you're picking up your takeout instead of using Uber Eats or DoorDash, etc., because those services add up fees and markups. So number one, you'll be saving on that. And two, it's so easy to just like mindlessly order Uber Eats because you can just do it quickly from your phone, but it really does add up. So switch it to making a rule for yourself that if you want to get takeout, you have to go pick it up. I found for a while I got into a bad habit of constantly ordering like desserts and whatnot on Uber Eats because it was so easy. So then I switched it to having to go pick it up. I couldn't just order like Dairy Queen or donuts or anything on Uber Eats. And I found that helped limit that habit and change my habit with ordering so much. You can also save eating food out of the house for special occasions or social occasions so that it can be an experience. So if you're not going to have a home-cooked meal, it's only if you're going to a restaurant or a bar or whatever with a friend to catch up or to have plans. I feel like a lot of people spend a lot of money on coffee out and I'm all for getting your coffee out if it makes you happy. Trust me, I still do this all the time as you know if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok. But if you find you're never satisfied with your coffee at home and it's making you want to buy your coffee out all the time, as a result, fix your situation at home. Invest in a good machine, invest in a milk, invest in syrups if that's your vibe, get good beans, if you're using a machine that uses beans. I personally love Nespresso's. They are great. It's a lower cost to start up, but the pods can definitely add up. If you want to put a little bit more money up front and then save over time, I personally love my Breville Barista Pro. It is more of an expensive machine. You can also get like the Breville Bambino or Bambino Plus. That's like a quarter of the price. And then it will be cheaper after that point because for example a bag of beans is around 
18 to 22 dollars Canadian and that will last me around two to four weeks depending how much coffee I'm having and I have around like one to two cups of coffee a day which is a lot cheaper than getting the equivalent amount in pods because the pods are 90 cents to a dollar 10 per pod which is only one coffee. I personally found that when I was using plant-based milks at home my coffee never tasted right. I absolutely hated it so I switched to becoming a dairy girl. I personally use full fat lactose-free milk at home for syrups. I noticed that I really loved getting a vanilla latte when I was out so I got the Monin vanilla syrup from Amazon. Super great. I also recently got the proper vanilla syrup, which is a fully all natural one. It has no artificial flavors and I really like that one as well. So just like play around, get the things that will make you want to make coffee at home and I promise you will save so much. My syrup is $20 and it lasts me for three months and normally getting vanilla in your coffee is anywhere from 50 cents to $1.25 extra. Local beans are $18 and that can last me two weeks. Milk is what like five to six dollars and that lasts me a week. Normally like a vanilla latte out costs anywhere from five to eight dollars in Toronto. So that saves me a lot of money by making it at home. My next little tip is don't buy more than what you need. Get in the habit of only buying something once you're out of it. And what I mean by that is, for example, let's relate this to groceries and toiletries. If you still have milk in your fridge, you don't need to go buy another one. Wait until you're done and then go buy it. If you still have ketchup in the bottle, wait until you're done the ketchup to go buy it. If you still have a few apples, wait until you're done your apples before you go buy it. I found that when I was buying too much at once and buying in, and buying produce or food in anticipation of running out, I always ended up wasting or food going bad or just like having to throw out so much because it would go bad before I got to it. So really only buy things once you need it. And the same thing with toiletries. If you still have toothpaste, don't buy more, only buy once you need more. You don't need six mascaras you don't need 12 different concealers you are not a makeup artist think of minimalism as opposed to maximalism really just only buy what you need when you need it same with clothes like if you still have good basics you don't need to have a new shirt all the time you don't need to buy something super trendy like when you're buying clothes try to think of items that you can wear in a multitude of different ways i personally rather invest in a few quality good basics than numerous cheap trendy items because I know the quality basics I'm going to be able to wear time and time again they're going to last me if I take care of them and I'm going to end up spending less in the long run transportation I personally live like you guys know I live in Toronto which is a very walkable city this obviously applies if you live in a walkable city if you have a car obviously use your car but for the girlies that don't have a car and live in a walkable city or maybe you live in a slightly less walkable city, walk where you can as much as you can. Walking is free. It's also good exercise. It's a good way to get your steps in. And it's also really good for your mental health. I find my walks really help clear my mind and keep me in a good headspace. Take public transit as much as you can over using Uber or Lyft because that is significantly cheaper. For example, to get on the streetcar or subway here in Toronto, I think it's like three dollars and 20 cents and you have that for up to two hours you have free transfers pretty cheap versus like 
the lowest I've ever spent on an Uber in Toronto is maybe $7. Most average around $12 and that's like per way. Really leverage public transit, really encourage yourself to walk as much as possible and save Ubers and Lyfts for if it's super late at night or you're going super, super far or if you rather spend your money on having more time. I know time is very valuable, but if we're being like really frugal with our spending, public transit over Uber, walking over public transit. So my preference for transportation is walking, then public transit, then Uber or Lyft. And if you have a car, I'm jealous of you. I'm envious of you. That's where my notes kind of ended, but I feel like I have more advice to give you. Let's talk a little bit about investments. I'm obviously not super, super, super knowledgeable. I would like to say I learned a lot from my dad, the podcast that I've listened, a lot of my guy friends that work in finance and are knowledgeable of this. A lot of the guys that I've gone out with who work in finance, I mean, work smarter, not harder. Am I right, ladies? But anyway, <laughs> investments are so important and you do not need to have a million dollars to be able to invest. I think it's important to put a percentage of your money into savings and a percentage of your money into your investments. Speak to a financial advisor. Go to your bank, set up a meeting with a financial advisor or Find someone who is a financial advisor who can help you put together a portfolio of investments that will work best for you. The sooner you can set up your TFSA and your RSP, any savings account is super, super important. I personally like to invest in mutual funds. That's what I'm comfortable with, but go out and educate yourself. Learn even if you have $10 that you can invest each month. There's apps like Wellsimple who literally let you buy a quarter, an eighth, whatever of a stock, and you can have it auto reset to invest, reinvest the dividends that you earn from those. You can also have it automatically invest a certain amount each month. I like to have X amount going into my TFSA investments and X amount go into my RRSP investments each month. If you live in Canada, take advantage of the, the FHSA, which is the first time home buyer savings account as well. Just really, I'm encouraging you to go out there and educate yourself on investments and how to invest because the sooner you start, the greater the return you're going to see over time and you're going to be more well off down the line in your life. The sooner you start, the better it is because your money will have more time to compound. We love compound interest and the sooner you start, the more money you will have in the long time because it will have more time to grow and to increase in value, which is so important. I keep majority of my money in a high interest savings account. If it's not in my investment accounts, I only keep around like $200 in my checkings account. I transfer any money in there if I need to pay off a bill or withdraw money, but I keep majority of my funds in a high interest savings account. Well, Simple has a 4% interest cash account, so definitely look into that. Obviously, do your research, your own research before doing anything. I'm not telling you what to do. This is just what I do. I also always say, make your money work for you. I don't ever use my debit card unless that's the only option. I always pay with my credit cards because I get points, I get cash back, I get benefits. It helps me build my credit score, which is super, super important if you're looking to rent a place or buy a place or get a loan. That's super important. Always pay it 
by the due date, the payment date. You don't need to pay your bill on the statement date. Ideally, pay it in full on that date. The more you times you pay it on time, the better your credit score will be. If you get offered a credit limit increase, always accept it. Does not mean you need to spend it, but that will also benefit your credit score. If places that you go to and spend a lot of money at frequently have loyalty programs, point programs, membership programs that will give you free stuff, will give you points that you can use towards purchases, take advantage of it. For example, my local coffee shops that I go to all the time, if you you get a point per dollar or whatever, and then you can use that to get a free coffee that's making your money work for you. At Sephora, you get points and you can use them in return. I'm trying to think where else. Shoppers, Drug Mart, Loblaws, etc. In Ontario and Canada, you can use the points towards purchases once they add up. Really make your money work for you. Educate yourself on different credit cards. I personally love my American Express. I have a platinum card. I travel a lot, so it's worth it for me. Just look into the benefits and what best suits you, your spending, and your lifestyle. But my number one tip is don't live outside of your means and make your money work for you. Again, I'm not a financial advisor. This is just the information that I have learned in my 24 years. And as my last tip, I don't know if this is necessarily budgeting or financials, but I always like to have cash on me. You never know. Just like to have some bills on me. You never know. And my mom always made me do that as a kid. I don't know if I'm alone on that, but my mom always made me do that. So this is my little budgeting and financials advice. I think it's very basic and easy to follow. Do your own research. I encourage you to be curious and interested. Don't be oblivious to this. I think being smart and having financial literacy is so hot. It's so attractive. And I think it's important to know what's up with your money, how to spend wisely, how to invest wisely. And don't be afraid to ask questions. Feel free to slide in my DMs and I can try to help you as much as possible, but I encourage you to also speak to your financial advisors at your bank, speak to your parents, and do your own research. There's so many financial podcasts and financial creators and people that talk about budgeting a lot. Like I know Carter Sullivan, she does a lot of budget stuff, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love seeing all of you guys sharing that you're listening to the pod on Instagram. I love reposting your stories. I love seeing your reels and TikToks. I also love seeing your engagements and responses on Spotify whenever I ask a question. So keep doing that. And I love reading your reviews. It means the world to me. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye guys.